Welcome to another Digital Tourism Show. Now in this episode, we will be hearing from Sean Galloway of Tours by Locals. Now Sean will be discussing what he feels makes his platform different from all the other OTAs out there. And he will also be discussing what he feels turns a good tour into a great tour to then be on his platform. If you want to know more about how OTAs tick and why they select the products they do, this is an episode you do not want to miss. How are we? You well? Good. Good. Thanks for coming. No problem at all. Uh, so, I'm going to start by asking, um, obviously you're here uh, with Tours by Locals, but that's not where you started. You've had quite a varied career. Do you want to give a bit, a bit of insight on how you got into, into tourism? Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely not been the, the normal um, kind of path. Um, I've started going back five years ago um, when I left school. Um, uh, <laughs> What are you laughing at? <laughs> um, yeah, when I uh, left school, I decided to... I was an army brat, just so that you know. Um, so I decided to follow my father's footsteps. Um, that kind of didn't go to plan. Um, the army really wasn't what I thought it was going to be, so I left pretty quickly. Um, from there, um, I went into uh, kind of business administration, wondering what to do. So put my hand to that, um, worked for local council, um, built up a bit of knowledge in business administration, accounting, that sort of thing, and then decided to take that into banking, um, joined HSBC, um, spent most of my career in there, 10 years in HSBC, started off customer service, um, found I had a little niche for sales, moved into the sales teams, then started coaching, developing, training, leading teams, getting to travel all over the world, um, getting to train people within the, the banking sector on soft skills, procedures, systems, um, you name it, um, I did it there. Um, so after 10 years in the banking, kind of felt like a, a bit of a number, the things I've been dealing with for 10 years. Um, so decided to take a switch from there and that went into recruiting because I loved the sales. Um, yeah, recruiting was amazing, um, very high pressure. Um, very lucrative, spent five years in there making lots of money and being very unhappy. Um, so five years later, I kind of went, okay, I need to be happy or I'm going to be dead in five years. Um, so from there, um, yeah, I, I, I actually just at this point, this is an interesting bit, I went on holiday uh, with a couple of friends to Sicily, who are Sicilians, um, and we stayed in their nono's house. Um, so back garden, full of orchards, fig trees, apple trees, olive trees, everything. And after that holiday, I went, I'm never going on a normal package holiday again. <laughs> never doing it again. I'm living like locals yeah. every time I go away. Um, so when I came back from there, I started looking for another position. And literally the first position that came up was tours by locals. Um, and yeah, for me, it was just fate that that kind of fell into place. Didn't think I was going to get anywhere because I had no tourism experience, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, applied for the job. Um, funnily enough, I got the job. Uh, that's why I'm here. Um, so started with Tours by Locals. Again, I kind of wanted to build up my knowledge. So I started from the bottom, went in um, kind of more customer service side of things, um, dealing with travellers or guide partners that we've got and travel agents etc so from there 
loved it, fell in love with the company, fell in love with the industry, um, and decided this is this is going to be me for the foreseeable future. So very quickly within the company, um, moved up to be a coordinator of the kind of customer service, dealing with the, the frontline support staff. Um, and then from there, um, I kind of seen what I'd done in the past with my coaching, with the leadership skills that I'd built up, that I wanted to go into the tour experience side of our, our company, which is handling the product. So if you think about a restaurant, our tour experience department is the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So they take the ingredients and they make it something special that, that, that is going to blow somebody's mind and provide amazing experiences. Um, so yeah, so that's where I've been for the last 18 months now. Um, and yeah, it's been an amazing journey so far. The, the company is amazing. I'd love to tell you all um, lots more about it. Um, but yes, that, that's where I'm at um, mm -hmm. now. So I basically run the guide recruitment uh, team, the guide community specialists, and the area planners. Got one of our area planners here um, from Buenos Aires, who does business insight analysts. So they look after our inventory, make sure in the 200 countries that we are um, we are in, that we have the right inventory there, that they're available on the right dates, that they've got the right tour offerings that our travellers are looking for. Um, our guide community specialists, they are um, the, the huggers. They're, they're the ones that go and show our guides some love and analyse their performance, make sure that um, they're, they're making themselves as visible as possible and being as quality as possible. So they'll analyze their area, they'll look at the stats for each individual guide, they'll give them hints and tips, they'll coach them through that, they'll follow up on it, and wherever we can open up a new opportunity in an area, then they'll, they'll look to do that as well through the tourism trends. And then our guide recruiters, funnily enough, they recruit the guides um, wherever they are in the world. So yeah, we're, we're based all over the world. I've got people in probably about 12 different countries now um, that we handle. Um, and yeah, and that's that's where I am today. Excellent, excellent. So it's about been a bit of a journey. Yeah, just, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. So, what would you say makes tours by locals different from all the other OTAs? Like, no, there's a there's a big movement for the whole local experience type thing. When no Airbnb sure. get into it and all that sort of stuff. So, what makes you guys stand out? What makes you better than everyone else? Yeah, I mean, we've been doing what we do for the last ten years. Um, I think for us, it's consistency. I mean, we are a peer-to-peer -peer company, which is your similar to your Ubers, your Get Your Guide, your Airbnb, all these places. But um, so from a business point of view kind of thing, that we, we are pretty similar uh, in that respect. The way we spend our, our budgets, the way we allocate that is pretty similar. But um, what, what makes us different is that we don't have stakeholders um, to deal with. Um, and the way we treat our guides, our profits are more like a byproduct of what we do, um, which is totally different from any um, company that I've worked for before. Profits is everything. Everybody's got a stakeholder or a shareholder to answer to. Fortunately, we don't. Um, we've been a self-funded company for 10 years, and that means that we get to focus on the quality, mm -hmm. the experience. And yes, there's a lot of companies out there that will sit and go, Yes, it's all about the experience. We've noticed from arrival, uh, from Focus Bright um, surveys that are all going out that a lot of these big players are now jumping on that market um, and they're seeing the value so. in that experience. Mm -hmm. um, we've been doing it for 10 years, so we, we just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and the other guys are now trying to get on the bandwagon with us. So, yeah, what makes us different is that we care about our guides mm -hmm. and we don't need to worry about 
making profits. That, yeah. that just comes as a, a second. Yeah, yeah, as you said there, they, they've got stakeholders that need to pay for it and things like that. So that's why they're probably moving into all these different areas, just to try and make more money at the end for of the sure. day. So. Profit's always going to yeah. be one of their, their number one priorities, mm -hmm. where we've got the blessing where mm -hmm. we don't need to do that. And luckily, the, the CEO and the CTO of our company are the guys who founded the company. They keep that ethos and they will not break that for anything, mm -hmm. which is... Yeah, it's a lovely thing to see, and it's very, um, it's a new thing to see in, in this market. So, yeah, it's very good. Well, you mentioned our Get Your Guide, uh, which is quite interesting because Get Your Guide are, are evolving and moving more into what you guys are doing, becoming their own branded, or doing their own branded tours, etc., uh, moving away from using other suppliers, etc. Do you see them being a threat for what you guys do? Because they do have the money behind them, they do have the backing. Do you think they're just going to come in and try and sweep things up, or how do you think they're going to play? Get your guide. I mean, there's a, there's a number of mm. big players there, but yeah, get your guide is probably the one that's probably most similar to us. Um, are we, do we feel threatened? No, mm. absolutely not. Um, there's a big enough market here for everybody to, to take a slice of that pie mm. and make some money and be happy about it. So are we going to be greedy and want to gobble up all the little small players and, and take it all for ourselves. No, what's the point? Mm -hmm. um, it's a big world out there and it's a big industry that's, that the figures uh, and the stats showing that it's only going to continue growing. So for us, it's just going to be a bigger pie that's there. So why not let everybody have a piece of that? I think forget your guide. One of the big differences between us and them as well is that they deal with um, operators who have a brand mm -hmm. um, and then they go under the Get Your Guide brand. Um, with Tours by Locals, we don't see that changing brands mm -hmm. is a way of integrating. Um, a lot of our guides have been doing tours by locals all their lives um, or for their full careers. So it's just a natural mm -hmm. fit for them to come into to, yeah. to our kind of, um, into our realm. Mm -hmm. um, so with us, yeah, um, if they, if these other players like Get Your Guide, if they started actually acting more like a tour operator rather than an OTA, then they might start to cause mm -hmm. us some concern. Yeah. But again, while they're looking at profits, then they're never going to be com mm -hmm. competition for us because, again, consistency is the key for us in delivering that high quality service for every single customer under any certain circumstances anywhere in the world. That's what it, yeah. it's all about for us. So, yeah. I don't think there really is anybody who can say that they are a mirror image of Tours by Locals yep. at this moment in time. They've all got the profits in mm -hmm. front of them and that kind of takes away um, a lot of competition mm -hmm. from our side of things. Yeah. Do you see any of the other OTAs sort of moving into this space as well and, do, and sort of becoming their own branded tours? see loads of them. Um, yeah. I, I think they're, uh, again, well, we've got Google that have, have jumped onto that bandwagon. Um, TripAdvisor, mm -hmm. you can't really call it TripAdvisor anymore, it's, it's more like a booking advisor. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, yeah, we're going to see more people yeah. coming onto this because they clearly see that there is a market there, that people are looking for this. This is what travellers want. They want the experience. They don't just want to have an itinerary slapped up and jumping on a tour with a hundred strangers or going by in the bus and taking quick pictures as they, they fly by um, different Instagram picture spots. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's anything that we, we need to worry about cool. at all. So one of the things that you, you guys do is you spend a long time creating the tours that you add to your portfolio. Um, yeah. You mentioned that earlier on. So in your mind, what separates a, a, a good 
tourer experience from being a great tourer experience? What is it that makes you guys go, that's the sort of tour we want, this is what we want to have in our portfolio? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, great question, actually. What is good or great? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know, again, it's consistency. Um, I, I would say for us, our industry falls in love with reviews and ratings very, very easily. So you can easily get lost in what is good and great. Um, for us, it's just, again, it's that delivering the best experience for that individual person. It, every single tour, every single day, wherever they are, whoever they're with, that, that's, for us, it is what makes great. How you put that down on a bit of paper is, is more painting a picture. Um, it's like the way that the analogy I always use is when you think about your favourite dish, you start salivating in the mouth. You can smell it, you can taste it, you, you, you can get the feeling, the full feeling in your stomach. It's the same with experiences. When travellers are looking for these experiences, they want to know what they're going to feel, what they're going to taste, what they're going to hear, what they're going to touch. And if you can put them in that spot and take that little picture out of their mind and put it onto a bit of paper, that's great. That That's... And I'm going to go on the back of this when we say that's great. There's always room for improvement. This is an ever-changing industry. That's what makes it fun to work in. Yeah. Uh, that's what keeps you on your toes. So there's always room for improvement. And it's always looking for that improvement and continuously striving um, to keep all your offerings what travellers are looking for and to make sure that, yeah, you've got a passion for everything that you do and that passion comes out in the job you do. It's... Anybody can get a qualification and, and read off a script, but great guides mm -hmm. are the ones who you leave, you start with a guide, but you leave with a friend. And that's the best yeah. reviews that I can ever read yeah. for any one of our guides. Mm -hmm. um, and we see it day in, day out, where it's, I've, mm -hmm. I've left now with a friend and I'm going to keep in touch with this person for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. that's, that's for me what makes a great guide. And if they can put that in a bit of paper, um, and really portray that image, then yeah, yeah. That, that would be. Can't great. agree more. Uh, on that, I mean, I, I, I've, I've told a story before, but when I went to Japan, one of the tour guys that was with us, and that was 12 years ago, we're still friends on Facebook, we still chat, we do, and we're going to, we want to have to be our tour guy, but we want to go back over. So having be, leaving as a friend is certainly what should happen, what does happen in, yeah, a, in, in a lot of cases. So. And again, it's like on the back of that, it's 50% of our. our Travellers are repeat travellers as well, so it's down to the experiences that a guide in Japan left, that they're going to come back and go for one on their next vacation somewhere else in the world. They'll tell their friends about it. Their friends then contact that guide, and yeah, that, that's what keeps this, yeah. this business going. Yeah. No, great, great. Well, before I, I go to the audience, um, if, if someone wanted to become part of Tours by Locals and part of the brand, what's the best steps that they can take? What would you advise as best methods to yeah, again, one of the differences with our system is that we're, we're not a free-for-all. Yeah, we don't just allow anybody to sign up and just hopefully you'll get some bookings and things. We, we ensure that whatever area that you're uh, applying to join in, that we've got enough um, traffic, we've got enough queries coming through, we've got a, a good diverse range of tour offerings and the types of guides that we've got there as well. So... Yeah, anybody want to join up, we just look for people who are really passionate about what they do. As I said, not um, the best guides aren't the guides, but have got all the qualifications coming out of their ears. It's the, the guy that's lived in the little town for 30 years that can tell you all the, the hidden gems. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so yeah, to, to be on our site, just be personable. Put yourself down on that bit of paper. We want to hear from people, not scripts. Um, we can look through CVs all day long. I've done that for five years of my life. I don't want to keep doing that anymore. <laughs> I want to talk to people uh, and find people because if they're going to make an impression on me when I speak to them on the phone or when one of our recruiters speak to them on the phone, then they're going to leave an impression with a traveller when they're with them as well. So, um, yeah, I always say just be personable. Put as much information as you can. Um, our application process is quite lengthy, it gives you uh, enough room to put as much as you can, so yeah, just put as much on there as, as you can. Don't be applying on the site if it's just uh, another extra form of revenue, a bit of income. With our guide partners, we look for commitment, um, and again, that's one of the things that makes us very different from anybody else. We develop partnerships, and a lot of our guides will commit to us for years in the future and where they've been with TripAdvisor, they've been with these other platforms. After a couple of years, they've then came to us and said, I don't want to be with them anymore. I want to commit to you because of the way you treat us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're looking for passionate people that love what they do, that can share that with other people. Um, and yeah, put that down a bit of paper. We'll speak Excellent. to you all Excellent. day long. And if we've got the room to do it, then we'll certainly bring you on board wherever we can. Excellent. Oh, excellent. What's your, your favourite place for a tour? Oh, that's tough. That is very, very tough. Um, it kind of depends on the mood, you know, because, <laughs> like, like, being in Buenos Aires, um, I, I get to pop across there, and uh, I've, I know quite a few of the guides over there pretty well, and, um, yeah, when you go over there, the craziness of Buenos Aires, it's like, I thought Glasgow was crazy. <laughs> like, the first day I walked out the condo in Buenos Aires, I, uh, I was panicking. I just walked about for about an hour in the one spot, wondering what I was going to do with myself. Um, but then I love the, the other side of it and going hiking in the mountains and stuff like that. Do you know, for me, one of the best places in the world is the Scottish Highlands. Like, for me put me up in sky and leave me there for the rest of my life and I would be a, a very happy Excellent. man. Excellent. Um, but yeah, if you are ever looking for a tour anywhere in the world, then get in touch. <laughs> well, I'm going to, if anyone's got a question, if they raise a hand, and Jess is going to come around with a little mic just so the audio gets picked up for the video when we do the video later on. So we'll get one up the back there. Just one round. Jess has actually just came down from the cobbler over the weekend. She climbed up there. Oh, did she? So, yeah. Nice one. I'll just talk into it. Okay. Uh, Sean, thanks very much. Um, I'm the least parochial person in the world, but I was just having a look in your uh, site there, and I'm just intrigued on the rationale of the destination Glasgow Greenock. Um, yes. I understand. I, I probably know, I know the answer, but I just wanted to hear from yourself. Yeah, literally the way we work it on our maps is um, depending on how many searches are getting done in a specific area. For example, there's one, um, I'll give you a specific example for Jamaica. We had Jamaica as one dot in Jamaica and it was central Jamaica. Um, obviously, there's a lot more parts to that. There's two ports in, well, actually there's four ports in Jamaica. Um, that people can travel into by cruise ships. So, and from one side of the island to the other side of the island is about seven hours drive from Negril to um, to Kingston. Yes, that's the one I was looking for. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Port Antonio, I was going to say. Um, so it's a seven hour drive. So realistically, it, it wasn't that smart for us to have all the dots 
matched just into central Jamaica. And nobody searches for central Jamaica. Uh, they search for the ports or the place they want to go. So again, uh, as businesses went on a couple of years ago, it made sense for us to do that from the amount of searches that we have. Now, with the amount of searches and the amount of traffic that we've got going through to the areas, then it makes sense for us to split the, the dots up. For Glasgow and Greenock, it's exactly that. Greenock isn't really uh, a busy spot for us. So if anybody's looking for Greenock, it just takes you to the landing page for Glasgow and Greenock tours. Um, but yeah, we, we certainly, we've been doing that a lot this year, splitting up a lot more of the dots because as business has gone, we're getting a lot more traffic through, we're getting a lot more searches. So now it makes logical sense for us to split that money up, pay for marketing on the individual places as well. Because yeah, if we played for marketing for Glasgow and separate for Greenock, it's just going to cost us a hell of a lot more rather than amalgamate it into the both. Well, no, Glasgow is actually more. The, the cruises from Greenock um, aren't the, the biggest from there. Um, yeah, it's mainly Glasgow is where we get the majority of searches from. Yeah. Any other questions? No, nope, one in front of Frank. Hi, Sean. Um, what's the average uh, turnaround? So how, how quickly can somebody book an itinerary in a tour? So say somebody arriving in Glasgow who wants, perhaps wants to do something else but then decides on Sunday that they're going to spend all day Sunday free, uh, how quickly can you turn that itinerary around for them? It all depends on the, the, the guide partners, to be honest with you. Um, they, a lot of our guide partners will have up to usually about 10 published tours of the, the ones they know sell the best um, and that travellers want. So the traveller can literally just go on there and book and pay and that's it, done and dusted. As soon as the guide gets a notification, they will confirm it. So it can literally be done within five minutes. Um, we know that in the tourism industry as a whole that... Travellers are booking closer to the, the, the tour date, especially this year. Um, so we have came in with, or we're currently working on a project, which is more for kind of instant bookings, where we have got a, a group of guides in Rome, for example, or London or Glasgow, that will all agree on a certain type of tour uh, at a certain cost. And they all agree that they will do that type of tour. So if a traveller wants a tour today or tomorrow, then they can go on and say, I want that tour. I'm not specifying the guide that I want. I'm not really bothered about the guide. It's more about the tour. And then we can get one of the guides to, to take that one. But if it's somebody that wants a specific guide for a specific purpose, then, yeah, we usually always try and get a bit more time so that they can actually customise it and tailor it and make sure that it is a personal experience for that person rather than being a generic tour. Any other questions? Oh, Jessica's got one. I do, I do. Um, you'd mentioned uh, earlier about uh, that you've been evaluating the search terms um, and, and also you've kind of illuminated to other data and the reason that you've been making decisions. Um, do you at any time put your data out there for um, more of a consumer use or do you do any projects that are kind of like more white label of like just fascinating bits and pieces that you've managed to figure out from all the people coming in because it's obviously quite a difficult thing for a lot of people to access a 
private companies. So I was just wondering if you guys just did any projects. I like a stat. I love a stat. Well, to be honest with you, we haven't been focusing a lot on that because the growth we've had since I've been in the company, um, we've recruited probably about 50% of our total guide base in the last year. Um, so we went from about to just over 2,000 guides um, when I started to now we've got just short of 4,000 guides. So keeping up with that growth and keeping on top of them has been my number one priority. Um, I'm currently recruiting like mad for more recruiters and more guide community specialists um, to be able to keep on top of that. So the short answer is no, unfortunately, um, but it is certainly something that we're we always look to find these kind of um, little white label stats and stuff like that. Um, yes, absolutely. But we, we're always looking for the next opportunity um, and even the challenges that come up, for example, lakes in um, New Zealand with the, the events that happened there, that, that puts a big dampener on our tourism straight away for, for the guys. We've got a care, we've got a duty of care for these guys. They still need to make money, they're people. Um, they might be numbers to a lot of other companies, but to us, they're people. So we've got to make sure that we keep on top of that and we can do something in that area to um, turn that round and make sure these people have still got a reasonable living. Um, for example, Cuba is the most recent one. Um, again, the, the lovely Trump has um, put a big dampener on a lot of cruise ship passengers there. We've got a load of guides there who are lovely people, um, amazing people, but now they don't know what to do with themselves. There's Two of them already are emigrating across to the US because they're going, I can't see a future here. Um, so for us, one of the things, I know one of our star guides out there who I've spoke to on a few occasions, um, she's absolutely amazing with travelers, with us, with travel agents, right across the board. She's just a lovely person. Um, so for us, it was like, what do we do there? Um, and for her, uh, my first thing was like, bring her in for an interview. We can bring her on board. She can then use the, the skills she's got as an amazing guide to help other amazing guides all across the world. So yeah, for us, again, it's like that whole thing. We don't need to focus on a, a profit because we don't need to focus on that. We get to care about people and actually look after the, the people who we have got a partnership with. It's a proper two-way partnership. Excellent. I've got another question. Can I just ask one final question? Just coming back to Scotland specific, what kind of numbers are you talking about in terms of guide guide resources? Do you have? So I'm talking about Glasgow, Edinburgh, and the sort of the the space in between. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've just uh, again we're continuously recruiting, and with Aberdeen having the the port coming in, um, that's an area we're focusing in, and all Speyside again, that's an area where we've split up because everything kind of came under Aviemore. So now we're splitting up into Speyside because all your whiskey tours, um, the, the port coming in, we're splitting all them up. In terms of numbers, um, Edinburgh, we've got about 50 um, guides in there. Glasgow, it's about 30 guides. Inverness, we have 15. Sky, we've got five now. We just took in another one. Um, and yeah, then we've got a couple just in between. So I would say in Scotland, we've got about 100 guides, um, but that's continuously growing with the way the market is growing and uh, the way the traffic and inquiries and everything else is continuing to move. Um, so yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent.
Well, thank you so much. I found that fascinating. And one of the things that I've taken away from it is it's the fact that you guys, obviously, without having all that sort of funding behind you, you're, you're self-driven yourself, it's, it's refreshing to hear that you're, you're not just out there to make a profit. You know, you, I've heard so many operators, and anyone who's heard Peter Syme will know, know about this as well, is um, operators, they feel that they're getting shafted all the time with, with the OTAs, the big OTAs and everything else, so it's refreshing to hear that you put people first and go first before profit, so I commend yeah, you on that one. No, it's so, definitely a, it's a new thing, and that's yeah. why I love this company. Yeah, so, cool. yeah. No, well done, but can thank everybody you. please give a massive thank you to Sean. Thank you very much.